Welcome to Let's Parent on Purpose. This is a podcast designed to encourage and equip you as we work on building our kids that will build the kingdom of God. My name is Jay Holland, and I'll be your host as I aim to share some of the most helpful tools that I've come across in over 20 years of being involved in student ministry, foster parenting, and raising my own kids. Hey, we're in a new year. Happy New Year. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you're one of those people that likes to do New Year's resolutions or hates them and totally stays away from them because they make you feel bad about yourself in life. But uh, I love New Year's. I actually, I love Mondays. I love the beginning of months. And I love the beginning of years. It's kind of like, if it's not a a fresh and clean start, at least it's a little bit of a way to kind of analyze where you've been, look back, see some things that you were happy about getting done. And uh, also just kind of a, it is a fresh start. It's a, it's a chance to maybe put a little bit more focus on something that didn't go so well before. Um, But I know that I've spent a lot of my life making plans and making resolutions and failing on them. Uh, Some of those were just because I had terrible plans. Uh, Some were because my ambitions were way out of reach Sometimes calamity happened that I just didn't expect and, and couldn't do anything about. Uh, and sometimes it's just I didn't have a good plan. I, I had a good idea, but not a good plan. And as I think through my own life and think through my kids' lives, I, I, I want to be able to create goals and walk towards goals that are going to be helpful for me, helpful for them. And uh, if I can do it, then I can model it for them and show them how to do it. So this past year was one of those really helpful years for me in this. I, I think towards, you know, uh, towards the end of 2015, so a couple years ago, I came across this book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And as I read through it, I just some light bulbs came on and I realized this was really good, important stuff. So I'm going to try to summarize um, a full book for you in just a few minutes. If you are a person who wants to create a new habit, or if you're wanting to help training and instilling your kids a new habit, this is a great way to do it. Um, or if you know you have a bad habit, let me just tell you, and the Bible is real clear on this too. Uh, every time the Bible tells us to put off something, it tells us to put on something. There's never a put off without a put on because you, you can't just quit doing something. You have to replace it. You think about kids uh, who grew up with parents who are alcoholics. Some of them become alcoholics, even though their parents were, and they hated it. Why? Because a lot of times they they have the goal, I'm not going to be like mom, I'm not going to be like dad. You can't have a negative goal. you got to have a positive goal. So if if you want to replace a habit, you have to know what you're going to what what you're going to put in that place. And so today is is not going to be a, a lot of Bible, although it's just a very biblical principle. Put off uh, the old man, put on the new man, consider yourself dead to this, consider yourself alive to that. Just read through. you're gonna you're gonna find that over and over in the Bible. And this is a strategy that I promise if you'll give it some time and stick to, can help you, can help your kids. It can change your life. Uh, not the creating of any one habit, although there's a ton of habits that you can create that, that would change your life, but but understanding the power of habit and how to harness that in your life, I think is really what can be a, a big game changer. You want to lose weight. You want to learn how to develop a prayer life. You want to save money. Uh, you want to tame your tongue, whatever it is. Uh, let me introduce you to the habit loop, and uh, then you can start thinking through how this might work in your own life. So when you think of habits, 
Uh, every habit has three parts to it. And before I even go into that, let me just say that God wired you to uh, to to have habits. God wired your brain to want to put things on automatic, to, to want to put them in habit. Like, for instance, if you're driving right now and you're in your regular driving routine, are you really thinking about where you're going? Did you think about the last turn that you made or the next turn that's coming up? Or are you thinking about um, maybe what I'm saying, thinking about what happened in your home this morning or what you have to do at work or, or at school or wherever you're going? Probably you're not thinking about driving unless it's somewhere brand new because your body loves habits. Your brain loves habits. God wires you that way. And it's really great. Once something that was difficult becomes a habit, it requires very little energy to do. Now, learning a new skill requires tremendous energy, a lot of thinking, uh, uh, just, you know, it can consume your emotions. But once you get it, it can become pleasurable. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So back again to the three parts of a habit. Uh, the first part is the cue. Now, the cue is is what puts you into a habit. So I want you to just think of some kind of habit you have, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit, and you can walk through these steps with us. The first is the cue. Uh, the cue might be a person that you see. Like maybe you see Jimmy, and Jimmy is your beer drinking buddy. So as soon as you see Jimmy, you start thinking about drinking beer. Or maybe you see Susie, and Susie is your workout buddy. So as soon as you see Susie, you want to work out. Um, maybe you see a family member who always wants money. So as soon as you see them, you get this dread in your stomach and you reach and you grab your wallet and uh, hold on to it with all your might. So it can be a person. It can be a place. Uh, a cue can be an emotion. Uh, like, for instance, maybe you're a happy eater or a sad eater um, or just an eater. Uh, it can be a time of day. Uh, you know, maybe food's a really good one with this. It might be two o'clock in the afternoon and always at two o'clock, you just crave a snack. It, you know, it could be early in the morning, that time of day, you just crave your coffee. Um, or it can be just a particular circumstance that you find your, yourself in often that just sparks a particular habit, biting your nails, yelling, whatever it is. Um, habits can be good or bad. Um, so it, it but, but all habits kind of follow the same thing. There's a cue. Again, a person, a place, an emotion, a time of day, or a particular circumstance that you're in. And then once you have uh, received the cue or experienced the cue, the next thing, you you begin your routine. Now, this is the habit. I want you to think about a little a mouse in a maze. There's the cue. The door opens, and all of a sudden, the mouse starts going through the maze, starts finding his way through the maze. Uh, your habit, it could be picking your nose. I don't know. It could be um, nervous eating. Whatever it is, think about what that habit is. It could be hours and hours of raptured prayer where you are just communing with God and in ecstasy. Whatever the habit is, you had a cue that triggered it, and now you're in your routine. Now, what's at the end of the routine? This becomes the key to the habit. The end of the routine is a reward. At the end of your habit, there's some kind of payout that you're getting. And the key to understanding how to create a habit um, and even how to replace a habit is figuring out what am I getting out of this or what is the reward? So you think about a mouse. As a mouse has that little door open and goes through the maze, the mouse gets a little piece of cheese at the end, and that is the payoff for working hard and going through the maze. Uh, when you think about um, different habits you have, 
you know, even even bad habits, there's some kind of payout. It might be a dopamine release. It might be this temporary um, numbing. Uh, like here's a wild one. People that bite their fingernails, almost invariably, they bite out of anxiety or out of boredom. So why do you bite your fingernails? Well, number one, I might be nervous about something, or number two, I might be bored. And in either case, when I bite my fingernail, I have this little temporary spike of pain in my body, and 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 as weird as that sounds, I would rather have the pain than I would to be stuck in this boredom, to be stuck in this nervous. It distracts me from this anxiety and from the boredom. So I have the reward, that payout. And when you think through the habits you have, the question that you ask yourself is, what am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? When you pick up your phone, and this is a huge one with kids, um, and it's becoming with us, but think about if your phone's sitting down and you hear that ding or you hear bzzz, you hear that little text, you have a sense of anxiety until you pick it up and you look at it. And when you look at it, there's actually a dopamine drip released in your body. I, I probably killed that scientifically, but there, there's there's dopamine release. There's a sense of satisfaction. There's a release by checking your text message, by checking your phone, by going on Instagram. You're getting some kind of reward out of it. So to create a habit, it's simply analyzing the cue, the reward, and the routine. And replacing a habit is Again, analyzing the cue, the reward, and the routine. And I'm saying this stuff super simple. There's a lot that goes into it, but this is just giving you an overview that you might be interested to try experimenting yourself. Um, For instance, if you have a bad habit that you want to replace, like let's say that you're a nervous eater um, or you're just a boredom eater or whatever, um, figuring out your cue, and that's really easy to do sometimes, just carry an index card around with you, and every time you get a craving to, to eat or whatever that is, put a little mark on your index card, um, and and shortly you'll figure out what it is that's driving you to do it. Is it being around that person? Is it a time of day? What is it that's causing that behavior? Um, and you know the behavior. The third part, though, is the reward. Sometimes that's a mystery. Why am I doing this? I don't understand. I keep doing this. i, I got to be getting something out of it. Now, part of that's sin nature, but our sin nature just perverts and corrupts what God has naturally made. So what I want to do to create a good habit is I need a reward that's basically immediate um, or within a very short-term circumstance and something that I really actually enjoy and look forward to. Uh, Like, for instance, if if, uh, you want to have an, a habit of exercising, the reward's probably not going to be, and when I finish exercising, then I can fold the laundry, because who wants to fold laundry? Um, I don't want to fold laundry. Maybe you want to fold laundry if that's your reward. You need you need hobbies, man. Um, so anyway, you, you, you need to come up with something. Let me give you a very practical example in my life, and maybe this will just spur something for you. Um, before my practical example, which is going to include chocolate, let me just give a little commercial for chocolate. It is amazing the amount of things that chocolate can hardwire you to do because chocolate tastes good. Your body loves chocolate. And uh, one of the studies that they actually found, and I thought this was awesome, that um, people who would reward themselves with a small bit of chocolate or some kind of sweet right after exercise would um, invariably 
exercise more. It's kind of funny. They would get on a treadmill for 30 minutes for a little piece of chocolate at the end. Um, And what happens is after time, your body, your brain starts to associate the routine, the habit itself with the reward. So that's why some of us are having a hard time figuring out what am I getting out of this because it's been so long since that initial reward. Um, You know, I started smoking because I wanted people to like me. I don't smoke, but that would be an example. And now the reward is just the smoking itself. Well, it works in the same way. A good routine, like a good habit, you're going to need a short-term reward for uh, several weeks, maybe even several months, an immediate reward of some kind. And then your body will start to associate the habit with the reward. And ultimately, the goal is that the habit itself becomes the reward. So let me give you one that worked for me this past year. Um, I have have four kids, and all but the teenager just get up way too early, even on days out of school. Um, And once they get up, any plans or hopes or dreams I had of any kind of quiet thought are gone until either I'm out of the house or they're out of the house. And I don't want to resent them. I don't want to uh, have my morning sabotaged by all of their wants and needs. I want to start off on the right foot, which means I need to get up early, early, early and spend time with Jesus and spend time praying for them so that I'm in the right heart and frame of mind when they get up. So here's what I did this past year. And over the course of the year, um, it really, really worked. I got specific. I said, okay, between 5 and 5.15 in the morning, I'm going to wake up. And when I wake up, I'm going to put on my shoes and I'm going to walk around my neighborhood and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to pray for my church. I'm going to pray for whatever the Lord brings to mind. I'm going to pray. And then when I come back, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read my Bible. And I'm going to do this early enough to where I have it done before my kids get up. But there's a problem. I love sleep. I love sleeping in. It feels good. Um, I still feel like I get up early, but even my, my early is not early enough for my kids early. So I have a problem. I love sleep, and that sleep is a pretty big reward. So what I did is, is I said, okay, if I get up between 5 and 5.15, get my shoes on, and I walk around the neighborhood because I'll fall asleep if I try to pray sitting down. Um, and then when I, once I'm back, I, as I sit down for my Bible study, I'm going to get the nicest, most expensive, fancy, home-brewed coffee I can and some very high-end chocolate. And I'll get two or three pieces of chocolate and my nice cup of coffee every morning. And that's my reward for getting up and praying and spending that time in the Bible before my kids get up. Now, ultimately, it it sounds silly, doesn't it? Coffee and, and, and chocolate, what kind of reward is that compared to being with Jesus? Well, ultimately, it's no reward at all. Eternally, being with Jesus is awesome. But in the short term, I have to wire my body to want that habit. And here's what happened. Somewhere along the year, the habit began to stick. And I really began to look forward to it because I wasn't dragging. And instead of looking forward to that piece of chocolate at, that, at the end of that walk, I began to look forward to that, um, that, that time of prayer when I got up, of spending that time. I began to really desperately miss it when it wasn't there. The habit itself had become the reward, and that was the ultimate goal. So now as you think of your life, as you, you're at the beginning of a year, here's my challenge for you. 
pick one thing. I don't care if it's spiritual, physical, financial, whatever it is. Pick one habit to practice this with. Figure out your cue. Be very specific. When I'm at this place or at this time or with this person, I'm going to do this, and this is going to be my reward. Now, let me tell you, $1,000 at the end of the month isn't going to be your reward. You need an immediate reward because you're wiring your brain. That's why candy works so good. Maybe you put a dollar in a piggy bank every day, but there's, it's got to be some kind of immediate satisfaction. And the other thing, if you want to expand this out, because this is all about parenting, we're going to model this with our kids, but maybe talk to them about it and challenge them to do the same thing. Say, I want you to pick any single habit that you know would be good to start forming. Pick when you're going to do it, what you're going to do, and what your short-term reward is. And then maybe as a parent, you come alongside and say, okay, and if after eight weeks we see that this habit has really stuck, I'm going to give you this longer-term reward. Because really what you want to instill in them is the power and control to master their own habits. So uh, that's what I'm going to do again this year. I'm going to work on this with my kids as it's worked in my own life. I believe in it. Um, I believe it's a tool that God's given us, this this awesome, amazing brain that so wants to do things in habits. Um, let's use it for the good of our family, for the glory of God, and to make some of these things that are in our life that are really tough a whole lot easier. Well, that's all I have for you today. I pray it's a blessing and an encouragement to you. And just remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And Jesus is with you, wants you to thrive and succeed. But sometimes our succeeding comes through a lot of struggle and failure. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose, which is a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. If you're in the area and don't have a home church, we'd love to have you come visit us. You can check out our website at covenantfellowship.com. My name's Jay Holland. If you need to contact me, it's jay at covenantfellowship.com. And if this has been a blessing or an encouragement to you, you could encourage me by subscribing to it and sharing it with other people. That just spreads the word and helps it to be actually worthwhile to put my time and effort into it. Uh, Have a wonderful, wonderful year. May God bless you as you wire these new habits into yourself and your kids. And uh, have fun. Enjoy the journey. God loves you. Bye-bye.